The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. When you or a loved one gets the devastating news of a cancer diagnosis, it can be hard to think of anything else. All reason and all other problems and challenges often go out the window and it can lead to clouded and irrational thinking. Often money is spent and time is lost chasing irrelevant services or products. Now, rooting out medical misinformation is the task that my next guest and his team at University of Galway have set themselves and there will be an online public resource to help patients and their families to verify or dismiss such information. Declan Devan is Professor in Health Research Methodology at the University of Galway, and he's on the line now. Declan, good morning. Good morning, Pat. How much of this stuff is out there, and how much is actually okay, and how much is completely bonkers? Um, It's very difficult to quantify how much information is out there because it's all coming from so many different um, uh, uh, sources. But we know, uh, pick up any, uh, well, we're all faced with it every day, uh, open any newspaper, uh, text messages, the internet, and we see lots of examples of um, unproven cures or uh, false claims about certain foods causing or curing cancer and misconceptions maybe about how cancer works itself or how it may be treated. Um, We know that that misinformation is all too common, um, and particularly so, I think, Pat, when the internet and that social media is being such big parts of our lives. And I think you mentioned also, I think, cancer patients uh, being perhaps more vulnerable to that uh, misinformation. Now, on one level, it mightn't do someone harm directly. You know, if they say drink a cup of green tea every morning um, and it might help your chances, um, it's not going to help your chances, but it just, you know, won't do you any harm. Some, though, uh, some of the offers like travel to this country or that country for this unique therapy, which can cost thousands and thousands and thousands of euro and may have absolutely no impact and there may be other therapies that may actually do physical harm. Yeah, and I think we've all grown up with, you know, claims about various things that can help improve our, our health or keep us healthy, like, you know, the uh, flat um, soda or something for stomach ache or uh, dandelions for nettle stings. But, you know, some of it can be serious. And um, I think addressing cancer misinformation is super important because when people believe in it or act in false information, it can actually have serious consequences. So, for example, you know, there are lots of examples of people thinking perhaps a particular food or a cure can, or a particular alternative treatment can cure their cancer and choosing then to ignore advice maybe of the healthcare team and not get the treatment they really need. Or they might follow a risky alternative treatment that really has no good evidence base behind it. And those decisions can lead to somebody delaying uh, 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 care that is appropriate or going down the road of inappropriate care. Mm. And that, that can increase the anxiety, it can increase cost, and ultimately can unfortunately increase or decrease the chance of uh, a survival for yeah. some people. Now, it's often said that Steve Jobs, one of the founders of Apple, that mm. uh, he delayed uh, getting conventional treatments for his, I think it was pancreatic cancer, uh, and uh, headed off for a more exotic treatment. And he had all the money in the world that could buy any therapy. It doesn't mean that there is always a therapy to save your life. But it's uh, said of him that, you know, that delay m- might have at least, if it had not been there, given him extra years or extra months of life. Mm. 
Yeah, exactly. And there are examples, and certainly in some of the more aggressive types of cancer, for example, I think people are, you know, very anxious, um, understandably faced with a life-changing diagnosis. They feel scared and they're desperate for answers and solutions. And that understandable emotional state can then make them more vulnerable to misleading or claims about these might promise hope or offer maybe quick fixes. Um, and it's understandable that people might seek those uh, treatments. And I think what we're trying to say is, you know, um, maybe just take some steps to minimise the, the effects of some of that misinformation that it, might, that it might have. Now, what kind of research will your task force actually be doing? So um, the, we've, we're developing a programme called the Informed Health Choice Cancer Programme at the University of Galway, which is funded by the Irish Cancer Society, and colleagues of mine, Dr. Mary Tierney and Monchi Lee, were developing an online educational module or resource that provides people who are impacted by cancer, not just those with diagnosis, but those loved ones, um, with the knowledge and skills to, so they themselves can assess the reliability of health claims that they hear. So we're not trying to go through all of the health claims that are out there. That's impossible. What we're trying to do is support people in developing the skills to recognise when a health claim is being made and then to try and interrogate it to see how reliable that piece of information is. Now, until that uh, online resource is available, there are a, a few bits of advice that um, you can pass on anyway in advance of that. Um, and the first thing is the provenance of the information. Like, who's given this information? Is it um, someone on TikTok or, <laughs> you know, is it the Mayo Clinic? Yeah, I think, yeah, absolutely. I think, um, well, I think you, you hit the nail on the head, I think, is verifying the source and cross-checking the information maybe with multiple sources that you know to be more reliable. I think, uh, so whatever claim you hear, I think being sceptical being skeptical about a claim, I think is a good um, position to take. But then, you know, cross-checking the source and then checking with other multiple sources that you know to be reliable, I think is a really a good way to, 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 to start. And I think we all have a role in you know, maybe stopping when we hear a health claim and deciding not to share it until we actually check to see the provenance of that information. Yeah. I, I don't know whether you've ever been suckered into one of these uh, ads, you know, you click there. Uh, have you got, uh, you know, irritable bowel syndrome? Well, here is the cure. And, um, you know, you, you click on it or something and, and then there's a 20 minute video that unfolds and eventually the hard sell comes. It's uh, ACME, IBS resistant, <laughs> da, 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 you know. Uh, so yeah. often there will be a vested interest behind the claim. Yeah, um, often um, uh, people are uh, that spread misinformation are motivated by financial means. And I think it's important to the look behind the claims being made to see who's making it and are there conflicts of interest that they might have to actually sell whatever product they might wish to, to sell. Um, I think that has become a huge problem. The celebrities and influencers who are getting wide penetration, uh, social media influencers, for example, they can spread misinformation very far and deeply. And if, particularly if they endorse unproven treatments or therapies without fully understanding the science behind them. And many of those that are pushing health treatments have no health experience or health qualifications whatsoever. Yet their large numbers of followers can amplify the reach of that information, yeah. uh, that misinformation dramatically. 
Um, when you hear one of these health claims, also you caution against sharing it widely, widely and indeed wildly. Um, but the, the idea being that before you tell someone, I, I hear you've got this ailment, I heard of a great cure, maybe do a bit of checking yourself before you lead someone on a wild goose chase. Yeah, I think we've all been guilty of that, forwarding on a piece of information and actually, you know, subsequently that were identified, actually ignore that, that's a scam, for example. I think we've all fallen victim of that. I, I think, you know, it would be helpful, I think, if we just stood still for a moment when we do hear a claim about the effects of some treatment or cure or potion or lotion or uh, food supplement uh, on a particular uh, disease and and not share it until we, uh, and look at it sceptically and not share it until we start to look at, yeah. you know, might, is, that, is that claim credible? Where is the source of it? Um, uh, can I ed- educate myself more about this piece of information and to what extent it's reliable or not? Now, it's not just online sources. Um, not many of the journalistic uh, fraternity and sorority are scientifically educated. And often you'll get a headline, uh, which is the secret to eternal life. You know, uh, so-and-so in whatever part of the world lives at, on healthily until they're 207 uh, by smoking bamboo. Turns out everyone else who smokes bamboo is dropping like flies. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the, the, the headline writer will seize upon the most dramatic thing. Yeah, uh, that's a very good point. Because, uh, and they do seize on the most dramatic thing because the more sensationalised the headline is, we have evidence to show that the more likely that is to be spread further and the more likely it is to stick in people's minds. And, of course, you get those, journal, uh, it's those journalistic type, you know, uh, sensationalised headlines um, that often misinterpret or oversimplify scientific research, and that can lead to the spread of inaccurate information. But in some media, it's fair to say that that is used as a deliberate um, mechanism for selling that particular media. Um, it, often when you bury below that headline, you find that that study findings are taken completely out of context or when it's very preliminary results, um, yeah. perhaps with animal models, and they're reported as definitive conclusions, you know, such as XYZ taken now today, we'll do this for you. Um, so I think th- th- that misinformation is not just spread by, you know, uh, celebrities and influencers, um, uh, internet scammers. It's spread by well-meaning individuals. It's spread by, you know, our friends, our family, ourselves, journalists. Um, so there's lots of people involved in, in sharing misinformation, much of it unintentionally, but sometimes intentionally. And almost inevitably damaging. Look, Declan, it's very important work you're doing uh, and you're advising the precautionary principle uh, to be adhered to in the spreading of any of this info. Declan Devan, uh, of, uh, who is uh, a professor in health research methodology at the University of Galway. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.